Welcome to Disco Coolia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Disco Coolia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Disco Coolia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Making a career change despite Disco Coolia, Dino, the learning disability screening game, designing for Disco Coolia, a plant with Disco Coolia, and for parents about Disco Coolia. This is our podcast for week four in 2023, and we welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Coolia Services. She's going to help us review the links of this week. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, thank you so much for having and me wonderful again. Wonderful to have you again. And wonderful. We have wonderful links as usual. And we always want to get your perspective on these things because uh, we just throw them on that website, but you can make sense of them. Now, the first one is about someone making a career despite this. How is that? Well, this is a very happy story. Um, it starts out as so many um, where the student in school uh, did not get recognized and nobody in the school knew the signs of this cochlea. And then... Later on, someone having a terrible time throughout their school career and not uh, being able to get into the career path they really, really yeah, want to pursue. We hear that a lot. We hear that very often. Right. Now, this person, however, did get diagnosed after already having been in the workforce for several years. Okay, that's commitment. And then, absolutely, and then saw the opportunity to go back to school and work for a bachelor's degree. So fantastic. Wow. She studies now at the Arizona State University. That's cool. Yes. And she works also full-time as a manager for Starbucks in Northern California. And she takes a limited load, like 12 to 18 credits per sem- semester. But that is still um, pretty still, good. That's yes, still pretty good. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. And she but, of re- course, she stays awake with all that coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that helps. Well, she receives assistance, luckily, through the company's uh, college achievement plan. Oh, so that is cool. good uh, from Starbucks. And this pays for tuition and the honors college fee. Okay. So far, about 60000 in tuition has been covered. $60,000 from uh, Starbucks? Apparently. That is amazing. And... Well, she herself pays for books and and course fees. So a really wonderful, heartwarming story of someone eventually getting where she actually could have been years ago when there would have been a better detection system and and early remediation. So please join us in raising awareness for this uh, learning disability. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the next link is about Gino. What is that about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're talking a, about the dinosaur here. Yeah, kind of. On, on a, a video game. It, it comes from Italy. There's a small startup. It's called Paperbox Health. And although um, I have not been able to try it out, the developers claim that they have made a game that can assess if a child has dyslexia. And they do that through uh, playing that uh, Dino game. Okay. So the story is about uh, Dino, who lives in space. 
<laughs> and he needs to go to a new planet, right? Okay. But his rocket is broken, and the child needs to help him to find the missing parts. And they are all over the place yeah. in Space Island. So basically, it looks like a regular video game. But in the background, it's Queencia. Good. And uh, it could do an early screening uh, starting at uh, the age of five. Right. Now, they talk about assessing for learning disabilities in general, but uh, let's say realistically, um, at this moment, dyslexia is their only focus. Okay. Now, they say they're working at something for dyscalculia also, so that would be wonderful. Yeah. And we'll keep following this because it would be great right. to introduce that in, in schools and, and make parents aware of it at an earlier age in a very yeah fun and playful way yeah definitely well leave it up to the uh, italians huh? this is uh, something yeah, better than lasagna. yeah now the next link is about designing for dyscalculia what can we learn here now this comes from um uxplanet.org and they have the subtitle making math user-friendly for all very nice title <laughs> that's so nice. that's nice. um click on it and read it yourself this this article lists first what this guy is and a few general observations now then they go on and they have a few notes for designers on how to work uh, for people with a math issue so it is easier for them to use um, the interface. For example, it, and the, a lot of them are just uh, simple suggestions, mm -hmm. but you don't normally think about it if it doesn't pose a problem for you. Right, and right. I have to say that- And if you use the regular designer uh, programs and options. And absolutely. And, yeah. and we have to say that most designers are pretty good with numbers. So they right. do not immediately think of um, this being an issue. So, just a simple suggestion. Numbers should be spaced. Okay. The numbers should be presented in such a way that it leaves also a lot of white um, space around them. So they stand out a little bit. And they might, uh, might benefit from having it in a different font, a little bit larger, maybe bold or... Um, in a special color, and that makes it easier for them to to read. It stands, read. Out, it stands out exactly. Yeah, jumps at you. So, enter the information you already have can be uh, difficult. You should make sure that uh, the information you already have is presented in an easy to understand way, and also to make mathematical tasks a little bit easier to complete for those people who um, who have difficulty with uh, numbers. Um, another thing is, please provide as much as possible context or examples when you make uh, an interface. And also, use visual aids. Um, put the diagram there, right? Also, that context uh, to numbers with a sentence. So some people are stronger with reading than with numbers, so provide that. Um, and those sentences can 
explain what the numbers represent and also how they how they work, how they relate to right. what you're doing at that moment. Right. So, you so need that, like if you put the total somewhere underneath, you would put this is the total. Exactly. So that they understand and what maybe it is. even right. say, okay, remember yeah. we added up um, this one and this one to get to this. Five, right. the, your five groceries, oh, okay. and that is this number. Sounds uh, good. Um, okay, please read the full article. Then you have, uh, yeah, there's more, more tips. I don't okay. want to list everything. Right, 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 they right, also right. refer to an interesting article on ResearchGate, sample uh, dyscalculia interfaces, which is also um, okay. worth uh, reading. So very useful. Amazing. I mean, we've been doing this podcast for a number of years now, and this is the most weird link I have ever <laughs> seen. This talks about a plant with dyscalculia, a plant with dyscalculia. How is that? Exactly. I was so surprised. I really jumped onto this. I have to say this link first um, because it's so um, so interesting and weird. <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, it is on um, physical news, phys.org, and uh, that's a wonderful website. So if you go there, you will see interesting things. Um, just to mention one thing, um, they unraveled the components of the uh, spider silk, which is a very special material that can be used for all kinds of uh, applications. But we are now here talking about the Venus flytrap plant. All right. And uh, normally they count. So let me elaborate here. This Venus flytrap survives uh, in a, a very poor home uh, environment um, in North and South Carolina. But there are, because it's a swamp, there are a lot of flies. So um, this carnivorous plant has transformed his leaves into traps for flies. Okay. Now, both halves of the trap carry a few sensory hairs, three or four. And they can sense touch even from very small um, flies, like mosquitoes. Now, this trap doesn't close at the first touch, because then the fly is on the outside and he gets away. Okay. But only on the second. Oh, that's smart. So, the plant has to remember touch number one, do not close, then sends touch number two, and close his leaves. Right. So, that uh, prey animal continues to touch the sensory hairs, a genetically encoded program is now trying to count the third, fourth, and fifth touch. Okay. So, this was actually at the plant fair um, where uh, Dr. Sanka Scherzer, uh, an and, uh, co-author of this publication in Current Biology, discovered a Venus flytrap that does not close on two and does not process its prey on further touches. So that's kind of a disability, a plant with a disability. He's going to be hungry. <laughs> right, right, right. So um, to quote here, this mutant has obviously forgotten how to count, which is why I named it Discoculia, this. <laughs> 
Isn't that a wonderful read? That is really wonderful. Now they then go to uh, go on to explain uh, what the causes might be. Um, now that goes a little bit too far to explain right, here. Right, right. So we have to dive into the biology of the plant. Right, right. but it's a remarkable it story. Is, this is a wonderful story. As I say, unique in the history of this podcast. Well, it brings us to our last link for the week, and uh, and it is for parents about this coculia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think it's very great that we can highlight this article from the Parents 101 blog that is actually about this coculia. It's great awareness, so thanks so much for uh, sharing these uh, clear explanations and also for highlighting the benefits of early interventions though they gave um, some suggestions like give if you want to help your child give concrete examples and use hands-on materials obviously these are just two um, suggestions and you can do much more but you know that if you dive into all the information that we have stored here on our um, blog that you can find more examples but still um, it's very good that they um, included that in their parenting uh, blog. And okay, so so let me also take the opportunity here to mention our discoculiascreener.org site, where people can screen their childrens. It is all free for discoculia. Now, something that we hope can help you. Um, in your conversations um, with the school to get maybe more in-depth assessment and support when your child is struggling in math. So the message here is that early recognition and detection is so important. And um, that's why we want to make this available to, uh, to all. So please use it. It's there for you. Good. Okay. Well, thank you, Dr. Schroeder, for your insights this week. Uh, it was lots of fun, as usual. Uh, Dr. Schroeder, the founder of DiscoculiaServices.com, you can follow her on the interwebs, and she is, as usual, on a quest to add more ambassadors to her range of Discoculia tutors. At this moment, we have a few hundred of them who have mostly graduated, uh, the point is that they live uh, ranging from Turkey to Spain to Mexico and other countries and there are not enough yet in the United States. We need them in all 50 states. So please go to discoculiatutortraining.org and see if this would be something for you. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.